the Lightning Process podcast. Using the tools of the mind-body connection for health and happiness. And a very warm welcome from me, your host, Dr. Phil Parker, to this episode. Hi, in this episode, we're going to talk about something so important in so many people's lives and in recovery and in staying ill and that is stress and when I talk about stress I'm not talking so much about emotional stress which is the immediate place most people go to when they hear the word stress I'm talking more about stress in the way um, a bridge is under stress as a result of the traffic going across it so the load the pressure that a system is under and there's a lot of problems with words like stress, which have a very particular meaning within physics and medicine that don't quite translate into the way we'd use them in normal language. So stress basically means what the body is having to deal with. Another way of thinking it about it is threats, the way it deals with threats or challenges. And when the body experiences a threat or a challenge, it means there's something it's got to deal with, there's something it's got to respond to. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with responding to threats and challenges and new situations. It's actually quite healthy for the body to be under some stress uh, because it means that we're understanding the world in a different way, processing information in a different way. The problem comes like with the bridge when it's stressed, when it's overstressed or it's consistently stressed, then it gets into trouble because it's now having to deal with things which it really wasn't designed for. So if we go back in evolution, when we're uh, running around in caves, um, being chased by wild animals, then our stress response, our threat response is very useful because along comes a big beast and we need to instantly make a decision about either fighting it or running away as fast as we can. So that's called the fight or flight. So fighting it or fleeing, running away or possibly certain animals, a freeze response, which is where we get ready to run as fast as we can, but we stay super still, hoping they won't see us. That's the freeze response. The freeze response is not the same as just being very calm because we've got all this energy ready because if if we're spotted, we need to immediately exit. So with a freeze response, we have what's called a a, a parasympathetic break, which means everything's just on, on ready to go, but it's just being suppressed. So we've kind of got a dynamic between being ready for action and trying to slow our heart rate down so we don't look, we can't be seen so easily. So flight, running away, (laughs) sorry, fight, which is fighting, flight, which is running away, and freezing, which is this kind of staying still and ready to run if needed. Those are the three main responses. There's another one as well called fawning, but those are the three commonest ones. These responses all ensure that we survive, have the best chance of surviving. So fighting, running away, or being very still, very quiet, all to avoid or deal with difficulty. And to do that, we have to really switch on a whole bunch of very, very powerful systems in our body. So our heart rate is effective. Usually it's fast, apart from in the freeze response where it's temporarily shut down and quietened down, but ready for action. Changes our blood sugar levels, getting ready for action, changes the way our muscles are, how active they are, 
or in the freeze response, how they just shut down temporarily, but ready for action. Uh, it changes the way we think, the way we process information, our digestive system, our immune system even is affected by stress. Uh, and that's because we have to be ready for these actions, particularly the, the, the running and fighting. And that's a good response because that gets us out of danger. Problem is, back in the day, in the caveman scenario, that danger is going to be over quite quickly. Either we're going to be eaten or we've escaped. And so the system is designed for very short activity because it's really wasteful. It uses so much of our body's resources. Very important, gets us out of trouble, but it costs us a lot. It costs us a lot in terms of neurology, a lot of physiology, a lot of resources, um, burnt up in this experience. So we don't want to experience it too much. And if we are consistently under threat, experiencing challenges, feeling that stress, that load in our body, and then we get into trouble because key systems are affected. Our neurological systems, particularly our sympathetic, which is kind of alert, hyper alert, parasympathetic, which is the calming thing, is starts to get out of whack. This has a direct effect on our blood sugar levels, so the way we process energy, sleep function, our digestion, and super importantly, our immune system. So the hormones that are produced during this response suppress our immune system in the long term. In the short term, they actually boost it. A little bit of stress is actually good for your immune system, but long-term stress pushes it down. So there are effects on our white blood cell function, on the way our body responds to illness, and the way our body processes toxins, moves fluids around, all sorts of stuff. Now, if you think about a lot of the issues that people come to the lightning process for, so things that involve fatigue, immune system issues, digestive system issues, thinking issues, not be able to think clearly, uh, or emotional issues where they find themselves on, on edge or flattened all the time, we can see how this whole bodily response to threat and challenge really shows up, you know, because that flattened feeling, you get in depression, and that fatigue and exhaustion you get is quite similar to both the freeze response and the flight and fight response where you've exhausted all your energy. Uh, digestive system is definitely affected by these threats and you know the link between upset digestion and consistent stress is pretty clear. Cognitive ability to process stuff, so feeling like you're wading through treacle or cotton wool head or brain fog, Again, it's a good definition of the brain having been put into this place where it's on high alert for a long time and then gets exhausted. So this stress response is super, super important in so many illness situations, particularly the ones we don't quite understand. It's like, well, it's not that, it's not that, it's not that. It's difficult because stress is, is quite difficult to measure. You can measure hormones, but because hormones get pushed out you know, you produce hormones and then they go and produce hormones and they go. Depending on when you look at someone, you may see them where they're just starting to produce these hormones of stress, or you may see them in the exhaustion phase when there's not much stress hormones around because their body's just run out almost. It's become exhausted. What's more useful to look at is the symptoms and go, right, do these symptoms, if we can't find any other reason for them, does a over experience of a long-term threat stress response explain what's going on and there's a lot of thinking and a lot of illnesses 
So, for instance, uh, in the fatigue kind of illnesses like chronic fatigue, uh, ME, in multiple sclerosis, there are a lot of suggestions that there's something going wrong in the healing cycle. The normal response to some bacterial viral infection or incident has just got stuck in some way. In MS, that may be a factor, but certainly the immune system is not functioning properly. It's attacking its cells that it shouldn't be. And you see that a lot in autoimmune diseases. So this whole area is a really interesting area to look at, particularly as it's it's a real interface between the body, physical body, and the processing, the brain processing. And that's the brain processing information as threat, whether that's information from outside, I always see stuff that's dangerous, internal conversations, or even internal symptoms, like, oh, what's that? I've got my heart racing, what's that mean? Or the gut sending information up saying, something's wrong, I'm not feeling right. All these things put load on the body. So anything that increases this load on the body is gonna cause trouble. And this is where it becomes super interesting, where this whole mind-body connection thing is really important because let's say your body is having trouble, struggling, recovering from some illness. That's a threat, that's, that's, a, that's a load on it. If at the same time, you're feeling worried about your job, what's gonna to happen to your job, because you're not able to work. That's another level of load. If you're also feeling like, I'm so tired, I can't move. Because you can't move, that affects the way your blood returns to your heart, the way the fluids are pumped back into the circulatory system, the way the muscles are functioning. That's another load on your body. So there's lots and lots of levels that loads can occur at. And anything you can do to remove that load, whether it's improving your lymphatic circulation through massage or moving your legs, whether it's improving your diet to get your digestion better, or improving the way you're using your brain, or even changing the way your emotions are, all those things in a holistic world, looking at the best way to reduce the load. Imagine you have a, a truck that's going over a bridge and it's too heavy. Anything you can remove, even if it's the wing mirrors or the cassette tape, Anything that's too heavy that could be removed would be helpful. Obviously, finding the major things that need to be removed would be ideal, but anything you can remove is going to reduce that load. So that's a little bit of conversation about why we need to understand stress in a bigger way than just, oh, it's just, you're just stressed about something. We're talking about the load on the body, how we need to be aware of anything that could be increasing this load and how the consequences of the load to the physiology is central to the lightning process. A lot of people think, oh, the lightning process talks about stress a lot. It must be all in their mind. And, and, they, and clearly it's kind of involving changing the way your brain works. So it must be in your mind. No, that's, that's really misreading and misunderstanding the research, which says stress is not just emotional, it's a whole body experience and can cause, be caused by sunburn from uh, reactions to anesthetics, intolerances to food, all sorts of things can cause this threat, this load on the body. And anything you can do to reduce the load on the body, whether you're dealing with uh, direct physical things like say moving your fluids around, changing your diet, or changing your physiology by using your brain in a different way or changing your emotions, any of that is going to be helpful. So doing, you know, the smart thing to do is do everything you can to reduce that load, to give your body a chance to get off this treadmill and to get back to wellness. Hope you found that interesting. I'll see you guys in the next one. 
The Lightning Process Podcast. Using the tools of the mind-body connection for health and happiness. If you'd like to know more, please visit us at lightningprocess.co.uk.